0: RNZ National, it's time for Critter of the Week. Always look forward to this. Nicola Tookie joins me now. Hi, Nicola.
1: Good afternoon. How are you?
0: Good. I was going to say um, you're traveling this weekend, but probably easier to talk about the weekends you aren't traveling because you are one of the busiest people in New Zealand. Um, What are you up to?
1: Well, uh, very excitingly, uh, I'm in Wellington for the weekend because we have Forest and Bird's uh, not just annual conference, we haven't actually had an annual conference for the last three years, um, but our centennial conference, oh, so 100 yeah. years. I think
0: you might have oh. mentioned, actually, that it's the 100th <laughs> centennial celebration for forest and bird.
1: It is, um, and we've got a really massive uh, you know, um, program engaging dynamic series, yeah. yeah, program series of speakers from all over the country on all a huge range of topics. Uh, long story short, if you, you know, missed the boat, failed to register to <laughs> attend, and you want to save the carbons, anyone is welcome to um, join up. To forest and bird and join us online for the day because there's some pretty neat speakers in there, including the Parliamentary Commissioner for the Environment and a range of others. So, by all means, and it's cheaper. Get this, it's cheaper to join as a member and then just get free entry to the conference than it is to join online and just attend the conference. So we welcome you. We welcome you to the family.
0: What do you you got? Something Um, special on tonight?
1: That's right. So um, as, as part of the Centennial Celebrations, we are um, hosting the play A Rare Bird, um, which is the story of um, one of our amazing conservation pioneers. Her name was Perrine Moncrief, mm-hmm. um, and it is a play that ha- is written and performed by Elizabeth Easter, uh, who's you know, a well-known yeah, actor, famous New Zealand actor here in New Zealand. Fantastic yeah. writer too. Yes, all of those things. Um, and, and as I understand it, she wrote this play out of kinda out of frustration that, you know, <laughs> much like much history around the world, yeah. it is fairly bloke dominated. And um the same applies to New Zealand's conservation history. And Perrine Moncrief, um, you know, had some incredible so she was right in she was in Florist and as it started in nineteen twenty three. In 1925, she published a book, New Zealand Birds and How to Identify Them, and that got published right through to 1961. And she is credited with being single-handedly responsible for setting aside land that eventually became Abel Tasman National Park. So just an incredible, wonderful woman. Big deal. Big deal. Uh, And yes, I'm really looking forward to um, seeing uh, Elizabeth execute that play this evening and learning more about, you know... The, the the female side of our conservation history here in New Zealand.
0: That'd be so cool. And um, just oh, like any opportunity just to turn your brains off for a second and just enjoy some art and culture. I know how hard you guys work, so I'm very pleased that you've put that into your program. And then it down, knuckling down to business tomorrow for the conference. And on the eve of the conference, Critter of the Week today... You've got an elastic interpretation of critter this week, but it's kind of an pretty elastic uh, vine, so I guess that's appropriate.
1: I think it's probably appropriate. You know that sometimes we uh, we go beyond the the critter norms yeah. or, or boundaries. Sometimes we sneak in a plant um, and or a fungi, you know, which I know our fungus experts out there really appreciate. This week it's not a fungi. Um, but it is a plant. It is the karial or superjack, um, which I'm sure you've come across on your wanderings in the Ngahiri in the bush, you? You
0: see? Mm, Not sure, not sure.
1: <laughs> Where is the bush that you go to? It sounds pretty clean, wherever it is.
0: <laughs>
1: Grey Lynn bush. Every, yeah. <laughs> every
0: time Nicholas says, maybe you've run into this crit in the bush, I'll be like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, not, there's a small clump limo. of trees in our local park but yes okay <laughs> i'm not i don't know where you've got the idea that i'm this intrepid bush goer i'll enjoy a little walk from time to time but yeah i i don't know i think um I, it, it's usually paved
1: is it, it well i was just gonna say that as an aside it's one of the issues that i have with um uh walk, tramping apart from my r- r- you know um, not love for shared accommodation if you're going to tramp and stay in a hut. (laughs) Um, And and that's just the uh, extroverted introvert in me. Um, But I kind of have reached the conclusion though that for me, when you are walking on a track in nature, Mm. it's almost like you're in a terrestrial version of Kelly Tolton's because you Mm -hmm. have nature on either Mm -hmm. side of you, Mm -hmm. but you're not, in nature, you're on the track,
0: yeah, that's true. It's Very almost true.
1: like you're in the tunnel. Um, so if you were to step off the track, uh, health and safety, you know, assessments notwithstanding, <laughs> um, uh, I've suddenly had visions of you know, search and rescue call outs all over the country. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Nicholas said I should do your, it. <laughs> <laughs> use your good judgment, New Zealand. Um, so, um, but if you do like wandering around in the forest. You've probably come across Super It's that really tangly, twisty vine that um, that ties the forest up in knots. In fact, recently we had a situation with my family where my um, grown-up stepdaughter's pup, who's quite a big dog, got his foot caught in some Super mm. And all we could hear, because he was further up ahead from us, we were on some private land oh, no. in the bush, and all we could hear was just this squalling, howling dog. Oh, and gosh. for a second I thought, oh, he's bailed up a pig, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he would got his foot caught, and the more he wriggled, the more it twisted. Uh, so it took some time to get his foot <laughs> out of there, poor old Kobe. Um, you, say, okay you say you say
0: supplejack, because I, I, to read it, it said it looked like supplejack.
1: Yeah, uh, and I've learned that, so oh, yeah. I, I I think it's probably either either or, yeah. but I've always you know I read it as supplejack as well, um, but whenever I've been out and about with forest veterans, uh, they call it supplejack. So, potato, potato. Okay, cool, supplejack, cool, supplejack, cool, supplejack. cool. Or I'm the uh, Maori whatever.
0: name is Kareao.
1: Kareao, yeah, uh, or the scientific name is Repergonum Scandins. scandens. Mm-hmm. Very, I was channeling my best Hermione there. I was gonna say it sounded very Harry yeah. Potter. Well done, <laughs> uh, Liviosa. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, it basically the Maori ma- name means what it is it's a twisted vine. Uh, and the repo part is about the shoots and the it's like knee like joints of it. Uh, and scandens means to climb because it is a climbing plant, it's a liana vine. Uh, if you are familiar with those, so um, it's basically found in rainforests, which is pretty much all of our forests and swampy areas across New Zealand, um, and it use it's rooted in the soil, but it uses trees to get up because, of course, what does a plant want to do at all times, unless? It's dactylanthus, which flowers at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, a plant wants to get to the sunlight. Yeah. So you constantly have competition between trees uh, as they're growing to fight for the light, if you like. Uh, to su- They're going to fight for the light to survive, basically. Um, and it is so fast growing that you can almost see it. So in summertime, Gosh. it can grow five centimetres a day.
0: What? That's, That's amazing. Quite, yeah,
1: yeah. And it makes me wanna in fact, you know, you talked earlier about the the opportunity we have to see the play, for example, where you suddenly stop and you mm. sit and you take something in. Yeah. I've just had a thought that wouldn't it be great to just sit next to <laughs> uh some circle jack and see if you could watch it grow. Yeah. Maybe that's a maybe that's a time out for me later in the year. <laughs> um It's, um, and it's, you know, for many people out there, you'll know exactly what it is. It's the, it very much is that tangled twisty black stems, almost like, um, if you used to work in an office when they had landlines and your phone would always, phone line, um, would always tangle. Yeah. It's
0: my headphone cord for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But hard. Um, Mm. and it has little berries that are bright, bright red and look like black currants. Um, and that's really important for particularly keriru or Kukapa if you're from up north. Um, and they love to eat superjack or karayao and um, so too do kaka. Um, we, we know that, and of course, then that helps disperse their seeds throughout yeah. the forest as well. Um so, yeah, I imagine yeah, the um the get... vine
0: would have been quite useful in sort of pre-colonial times, something that strong and and lengthy.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. To me, it kind of, it's like a, a tougher, more um, durable version of cane, right? And so, mm. um, Maori were using it to make hinaiki or eel traps, um, to collect firewood and tie it together to make baskets, to to you know bind posts together for fences or houses, to to, to you know hold canoes together. Um, so hugely important. Uh, and they could also hollow out the vines and um, make musical instruments. Oh my gosh. Um, and they ke- and they could split the stems and use those for kite frames, um, but which were um, a big uh, a big thing for early Māori. But the, um, the other thing that they were used for, and I thought about my dad, uh, who went to uh, a boys' school uh, back in the ca- the days of caning. Yeah. Teachers would use supplejack as a favourite source of canes. As an aside, my I had two two stories about caning from my dad. One was. Uh, that his older brother had a pair of pants with extra um, padding sewn in that he used to hire out for a certain sum of money for any kid that was due to be caned. They got to wear the padded pants if they paid my uncle enough money. Um, (laughs) And another time, um, my dad talked about, I think it was... I've been a science teacher at the time, um, and he was a, a lot older. This is, an, a, this is a kind of a terrible story. And none of the kids would own up to – someone had started a fire in the lab or done something silly like that, and none of the boys would own up to it. And um, so he decided to cane them all. Oh, but gosh. what they did was they lined up and they were coming towards him and they were going out the door to next to him and then going – coming back in the back door and they just kept coming. And Dad said by the end of it he'd almost collapsed from um from gaming this never ending line of voice. <laughs> like, Man, things that, that wouldn't not...
0: happen in twenty twenty three.
1: Exactly. Well illegal, right? So yeah. back to back to the simple jack. Um
0: yes, and you have around you know, ninety seconds before I'm gonna press you for a um for an attractiveness rating. Of course. Two.
1: So so useful plant in all ways, including for health. So it was used to treat rheumatism, fever, bowel problems, skin conditions, uh, anything like that. And um, it is found from one end of the country to the other. It is impacted. By wild pigs, of which there are many at the moment, um, and uh, you can actually—you like this because you're a foodie—you can eat the fresh shoots raw or cook them, and they taste a bit like asparagus. But, but I know mean, yeah, there's more than 90 I, I saw that,
0: but I also saw the warning.
1: The warning is this, they look, so um jack does look very similar to tutu, so make sure you identify your plants because in 2015 a tramper got them mixed up and the neurotoxin from the tutu gave him such violent convulsions he dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. He survived, but that's how powerful it was. So Which is uh, not um, a good not yeah. a good
0: way to uh, end a bush degustation.
1: No, you've got to be careful with your degustations <laughs> <laughs>
0: How would you rate the attractiveness, quite a tough one, uh, rate the attractiveness of the Cariao or Super Jack on a scale of 1 to 10?
1: I mean, they, well, I think they are quite a beautiful plant and, you know, bright greeny yellow leaves, but it's the contrast between the leaves and the bright red berries that really give it the, the power and the impact. I and mean, I'm overselling it. It's a four.
0: <laughs> Have a wonderful weekend <laughs> with your uh, friends in Wellington at the conference, friends and colleagues, and uh, thanks so much for telling us all about this beautiful plant today. Thanks, Jessie. Nicola Tookie from t- Nicola from Forest and Bird. You can check it out, the Super Jack for yourself. There's a picture on our website, rnz.co.nz Jessie. Time for Wallace Chapman and the panel. Have a great weekend.